Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah. They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin, and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Take my hand, come with me. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to episode 9 of Soul Food where we're going to reflect on contemplation and using your eyes for contemplating creation and contemplating the purpose of life and so forth. So in this episode inshallah we're going to look at connecting your glances and your gaze to the majesty of the creator, contemplating nature and contemplating the state of humanity. So how do we connect what we're looking at to the majesty of our Creator, Jalla Jalalu? We have to understand that really the heart is the spiritual headquarters of the human being. And everything we've been looking at in this season of Soul Food is really highlighting that, that everything that you listen to or say or look at is really connected back to this headquarters and that intentions stem from the heart but the limbs and the actions of the limbs also have an impact and influence on the heart. So we'll look at contemplation from the book The Kingdom of the Heart and Limbs by Habib Umar bin Hafiz and uh, uh, realize that as it pertains to eyesight that there are things that we're told to refrain from looking at and oftentimes when we talk about eyesight we talk about lowering our gaze and refraining from looking at forbidden things as we mentioned uh, in a couple episodes ago but there's also things that we're told to extensively look at that we should look long and hard uh, at these things in order to benefit from them so it's not just something that is kind of limiting but it also is an aspect that gives us a lot of uh, a lot of uh, flexibility in how we use our eyesight and it's kind of sad because as it pertains to contemplation and using our eyesight to look around uh, at the beauty of creation and to reflect on life, that in today's world, most people are looking down at their phones or their tablets. And that relates back to the images and where there's all kinds of images we shouldn't be looking at. And they're looking at their phones and not looking at nature, not looking at the heavens and not looking at the beauty that surrounds us at every moment. And the scary thing is that it's supposed to be the other way around. That our, our eyes and what we're meant to look at is meant to look at all of these beautiful, wondrous things that God created as a sign for humanity to know and to have direction and purpose and to be guided. Yet, we're so stuck on these devices. And I'm reminding myself as well. So anyway, on to the next point, uh, contemplating nature. That you are supposed to look around at creation with a sense of contemplation, right? And you're supposed to see when you're looking around the greatness of the creator, that you see his majesty, you see his power, you see his will, you see his creative influence on everything, that he brought all of these things from non-existence into existence. When you look at the oceans and the forests and 
the heavens, the constellations, that all of that, using your eyesight for all of that, so that it brings something into your heart of contemplation, of reflection, of understanding the reality of why all of this is here. And so that the human being asks the question, what's the purpose behind all of this? What is all of this about? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran that on earth there are signs for those with sure faith and in yourselves too, do you not see? In the sky is your sustenance and all that you are promised. By the Lord of the heavens and earth, all this is as real as you're speaking. In other words, that there are signs all around for people of faith. That in even within ourselves, and there is so much to be said about this verse, of even looking within ourselves, the miracle of the soul, the miracle of consciousness, the miracle of the way that the body functions, all of these are signs within us that should indicate the Creator, that should push us towards gratitude, that should push us towards seeking the Lord of majesty and beauty and infinite perfection, subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we should use our eyesight to see that everything in creation is a sign of the Creator, the amazing order, the intricacies of the solar system from the highest levels up of these galaxies and solar systems all the way down to the order of the atom and the electron going in circulation around the, the, you know, the, the proton and the neutrons and seeing this order from all the way to the most microscopic level to the most grandiose level that there's this amazing order and and the intricacies of all of that looking at all of these other species within creations of bees and ants and you know life in the ocean there's all these amazing documentaries now that help us kind of reflect on these things but it would be even better if we actually went out and saw it and learned about it more ourselves but all of this amazing order so that we can say whoa 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 who put this all here? Who made it in this way? Who fashioned this? And why? Right? So all of this is meant to make us people who are more contemplative, who are more reflective, people who ponder, people who don't just go through life on autopilot all the time and not think about what exactly we're doing here and what it's all about. So we need to be people of contemplation and to use our eyesight to look around to reflect, to think. And if you're a teacher or a parent, it's really important to encourage children to contemplate the world around them and to tie all of it back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How many people look at the phenomenal world and just see it through the lens of their ego? That they don't have any knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That they don't have any faculty of contemplation to recognize that there's a deeper meaning behind all of this, that they see it just as a very physical, tangible reality that has no meaning. And even if they have degrees from the highest institutions in the world, they are utter fools because they don't see that something that's so obvious to see, that all of this was put here by a creator as a wise Bedouin man once said, he said, tracks on the path 
that tracks indicate that there was someone traveling there. If you saw tracks in the road, you wouldn't say that no one put them there. Or, and he says, you know, as the the Arabs that would, would travel in the desert, he would say, and when you see camel droppings on the, on, the, on the way, it indicates that there's a camel and that there was someone riding that camel. And what you, when you see camel tracks, it means that there was a camel here not too long ago. So he said, if, the, if all of these things indicate that there's a traveler and that there's a camel, then heavens with constellations and the earth with mountains and the oceans with its waves and with its beauty don't all of those things indicate a wise creator? They absolutely do. They absolutely do. So we need to contemplate and look at these things. And another way of contemplating uh, at a more sort of uh, on a more personal level maybe is the state of humanity, the state of fellow human beings. Another aspect of contemplation is looking at the state of humanity, particularly in their connection to their Lord and in their connection to their morals and values and principles, many of things are, these things are being lost today. And many people are raised today to think only about their own well-being. It's just about me. I'm going to get my education. I'm going to get my degree. I'm going to make my money. And I'm going to get ahead of the, the competition. And that's a very shallow level of contemplation. A believer, being a believer, means that you have to look around and say, how can I be of service to others? What can I do to help people? How can I be of the greatest benefit? How can I serve in a way that will bring me closer to Allah and that will bring goodness to the lives of other human beings? That's the question that you need to ask. It's just about making money. It's just about uh, taking advantage of people. It's just about getting ahead of the competition. That's a very sad way to look at life. And this kind of contemplation of the state of humanity brings a concern to the heart. So contemplation on creation brings an awe of the Creator. And contemplating on the state of humanity brings a concern to the heart for other human beings. And if you look at all of the prophets and messengers, they were people of sincere concern for all those around them, especially as it pertained to their eternal salvation or their eternal loss their connection to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the person who has this kind of contemplation, who contemplates on the heavens and the earth, and then contemplates on the state of human beings, on the way that we treat one another, on the heedlessness that many people are suffering from, on the greed, on the arrogance, on the loss of meaning, on the loss of connection to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. These are the people who make the greatest impact in the world. And how many people lived very short lives? Imam al-Ghazali, for example, he died when he was 55 years old. 55 years old, he passed away. Yet how big was his impact? 900 years later, we're still benefiting from his books and from his experiences and from the, the, the contribution that he left behind because he contemplated the state of humanity and what they needed in order to be rectified. And how many people on the flip side have lived long lives and amassed great wealth and had palaces and servants and gold and riches and rubies, yet nobody knows their names, that they're lost in history and nobody cares to remember them in the first place. Why? Because they weren't people who left behind a legacy for the good of creation. 
So we need to be people of that kind of contemplation and concern again. So that brings us to the call to action for today. Is that it's very simple. Call up a few of your friends and after Fajr, go and watch the sunrise. Just go and watch the sunrise and contemplate the order and the beauty and the majesty. And if you can get away a little bit into nature, that would be even better. But just get together and just say, Subhanallah, how exalted and glorified is Allah. Tabarakallahu ahsan al-khaliqeen. Blessed is Allah, the greatest of creators, the 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 creator of all of creation, Jalla Jalalu. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala honor our sight with insight and give us uh, the ability to look at creation with mercy and to make us people of deep levels of contemplation. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. As-salamu alaykum Let's